0: Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting What We Do
1: and now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer.
0: Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out.
1: So if you would like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod to show your support for just £3.
0: Loads of our wonderful listeners have been and bought us a beer, and we massively appreciate that. Thanks so much. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod.
1: Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast.
0: Hiya! So, hiya! Hiya! How are you? Hiya. Nice to How see right. you. I've,
1: I've been, I've good. been done. I've been done. It's been done. I've been jabbed.
0: Oh, good. I don't believe yeah, in it. <laughs> I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Amazing. You, well, you told me, that you told me the little story the other day, and uh, you the lucky git, because I'm still weeks and weeks off. I think getting it.
1: Yeah. Well, I was getting a bit sort of hacked off because I know a lot of people. Are like, Can you see that sunset behind that? I know.
0: That's- Man, I'm a bit. Oh no! Yeah, yours
1: it's... is nice. No, it's not sunset. It's a reflection of my light. <laughs> I've had a bit of champagne nice.
2: today. <laughs> nice.
1: Good. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I'm um, not. Yeah, celebrate, yeah. celebrated, celebrated having my job. Um, <laughs> I wa- I wasn't. Uh, yeah, man, I feel I feel good. I mean, I didn't feel good the day after. Felt like big. Really? Uh, oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now I feel fresh now, and yeah, I feel quite privileged. Yeah, we got we got lucky. There was some
0: there were some spares that were going to get chucked away. And we ran it, we ran that, it. that that just I just find that absolutely crazy. Yeah. Spares that they're just going to chuck away. Exactly. Like, don't get yeah. me started. Hook What's it to my veins. veins. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Hook it to my veins. Literally. What's the bracket we're on now? Forty to fifty-one. Uh, one, two, one, two. One. Two. Three. three four. <laughs> I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film.
1: Over 45s, David, over 45s. Who cares? It's not me. <laughs> uh, you'll be, you, what are we talking, June? I can imagine so, yeah. But uh, like I noticed
0: you were in the pub yesterday. Yeah, Monday. Because um, obviously I'm still off on paternity leave. And I as one of them, I was like, I'm not rushing. I'm, one, I'm not rushing to the pub. And one, I'm not rushing to get my hair cut. I've done both mm. this week. <laughs> oh, really? Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 no, we were just like it was the weather was quite nice quite fresh here on uh on Monday. so we like, yeah. oh, we'll just go for this like little walk that we like to do and it just so happens to be very close to the pub so we were like well we'll, we'll just we'll just walk by and we'll see what it's like yeah and, and it was really like nice and well spaced out and they'd put some money into like part of the beer garden to kind of like you know heaters and like a almost like a a little sunroof kind of thing so we were like sod it let's have a pint let's have some lunch and it was great (laughs) it was really nice you yeah, know what, yeah, some, yeah.
1: some of these places proper put the money in. Like, like shout out to Ian, who owns the Queen's round our way. He's got, like, you know, out you've you, you've been to the Queen's, haven't you? You've played in the yeah, Queen's, yeah, yeah. right? So out the back, they've put so much money into, like, getting all tables. Every table's got its own parasol, and every, parasol, every table's got its own, like, three-prong heater, like, yeah. above it, and a yeah. phone charger for everyone sort of thing. It's just bloody mint, and it, I just pr- proper t- tip my hat to all these people who have just sort of kept the chin up and put a load of money in to keep the businesses going. It's just proper, properly good. Um but good. I've I I've not oh. been as I've not been as fussed about going to the pub. And I, you know, I was just like, oh I'll just I'll just wait a few weeks or whatever before like you know wait till it's not so sort of crazy. But my dad yesterday was like, I really want to go for a pint. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like yeah, well, if you, he goes. I just want to try it. I just want to, just because we can, just because we can, let's go for it. I was like, yeah, we'll do it sometime. Like, and then like, sort of just appease doing. It. As I was leaving, he goes, "Think about that pint. Think about that pint." So I think my dad's desperate to go for a your pint. Dad's got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so um, inevitably, I'll be there sometime. You said about haircuts. Uh, really, really made me laugh. So next week we've got a guest, haven't we? Um, comedian, oh, yeah. Chris, <laughs> comedian Chris Washington. And uh, did he see his post? It probably yeah, made me yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. Who's back? Big shout out to my local barbers for anticipating this busy period, thinking ahead of bringing in two new lads who I'm almost certain have never cut hair before when he's got the nose <laughs> like... It's, it looks like um, Jim Carrey on Dubbin' uh, Dubbin'. Yeah, dubbing, it looks like
0: Angelos Epithemio. Yeah. Remember Angelos? What's in, in your bag? Life, Angelos. Think, <laughs> Tell me what's, what's in, in the your, your bag? <laughs> So basically, right. Ah,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he's, he's funny. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to say? So, this week, what else have we been doing? So, I've been jabbed. Uh, I've not been to the pub. I've not had my hair cut. Um, but I've been, you know, I've been enjoying myself. It's been it's been Good. all right. It stopped snowing. The snow eventually cleared. <laughs> That's
0: just nuts. Oh, yeah. really ridiculous. What we do, so, we, we've been on... Loads of nice walks, went to the pub. We went over to Sefton Park in Liverpool today with like her, um nephews and nieces and, and things like that. And just had like a little run around. Yeah. Um yeah, I think what else have we
2: done? Have
1: you
0: been um have you been watching Line of Duty? No, I'm, we said we're gonna save it. Oh, save it all okay. up because we just oh, can't yeah. we can't commit to this is literally yeah, yeah. the only commitment in an evening i've got because yeah, we just yeah. don't know if we're going to be asleep because we've had very very little sleep greg yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. at four this morning i was watching the mandalorian on disney plus <laughs> wow <laughs> just to try and keep myself awake so yeah it's uh it's been a fun week fun week this t- this too shall pass a big thanks to everybody for all the shares so far we had Lowe's last week. Um, We're we're having a big push. Past the podcast. Not the podcast. Past the podcast.
1: Yeah, we got got informed that some lanky ex-England footballer apparently (laughs) uses past the pod. So we're apparently not allowed to. So we'll we'll go for past past the podcast. Why not? Fine. Why the hell?
0: thank you for those who have uh, bought us a coffee or bought us a beer so far. Uh, as we said last last week, uh, any money we get this month, we're going to put it all together for uh, well, and, and try and uh, approach cameo, aren't we? And see who yeah. we can who we can really realistically afford to do uh, to give us a uh, a shout out, I suppose. Yeah,
1: do a little, little sort of advert for us. So, yeah, if you, if you want to donate to the cause, uh, do it this month. You can uh, go on to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. And uh, you can donate just a little, a little three pound or as much as you want. And uh, we'll put all of that in and we'll see who we can afford on Cameo uh, collectively. And uh, we'll, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. We'll get them to promote the pod.
0: Are we allowed to say that? Has someone Nick promote the pod? Yeah, why not? We've had a few messages this week, Greg, uh, but one that stood out was from uh, from Michael, um, and this was yeah. off the back of a few things we said, uh, what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, which was our sort of superhero film, um, Mount Rushmore. So, Mike said, Mount Rushmore, Dark Knight Trilogy, which is a bit of a cop-out, Vendetta, <laughs> Joker, and Wolverine Origins, which I think yeah, that's a bit controversial, because some of those Wolverine <laughs> films are pretty toss, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. other than Logan, the others are pretty bad. How um, many Wolverine origin films are there? So there's, there's X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is right. really bad. Okay. Then there is The Wolverine, right, which is all, it's passable, and then there's Logan, which isn't really in Origins because it's kind of set after. I think Logan I was gonna say The Wolverine is set after.
1: The I've only right. seen Logan out of them, and Logan's
0: Mint. So it's, it's funny because with, with Wolverine, so the first one is is really, really bad. The second one, Darren Aronofsky was supposed to be directing it. So this is the guy who did like The Wrestler, mm. um, Noah, you know, some of the like pretty fairly like dramatic films. And he yeah. was attached to direct The Wolverine and it was going to be this like real brutal, like hard R. And then he dropped out and James Mangold stepped in and then he made this kind of samurai influenced Action film and it just wasn't very good,
2: yeah.
0: and I think James Mangold was a little bit like disheartened by it all. So he was like, "Sorry, I'm going to make Logan." <laughs> so then he made Logan oh, this absolute okay. masterpiece. Well, almost yeah. <laughs> masterpiece. So yeah, it's quite interesting how that turned out. I did a bit of a cop out with the the Dark Knight trilogy as yeah. one one head of Mount Rushmore, but uh, you know, you, there we you've,
1: go. You've called him, uh, you've called him out on that, haven't you?
0: Yeah. So, Greg, he said, "Batman Begins." The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and then Joker, which definitely isn't canon, but there we go. Uh yeah, definitely yeah. maybe not the way I I would put it, but whatever, that's fine. And then he did say, although Dark Knight Rises was like the the third, the R- Rises is favourite. So it doesn't really make sense.
1: No. <laughs> how would he put well, Rise anyway, Mike? How, <laughs> Rises over Dark Knight,
0: really. Rise. Rise. So Greg, I've got a question for you. Go on, answer the question. What the hell is coming up on today's episode?
1: Well, Dave, we have got not one, not two, but three brand new releases this week. The first of which is coming up next. We're going to talk about the Andy Samberg film Palm Springs. Then we've got this week's film news. got loads of news this week, including this week's uh, BAFTA winners. Uh, Then we're going to speak about the new Riz Ahmed film Sound of Metal. Uh, Then our third of our three new films is Promising Young Woman. Then we've got everyone's a critic. And we're going to talk about what's on the box this week. Shall we make you... 15 of Series 2 or Episode 45, depending on how you're calculating it? Yes. So there's been a bit of a theme uh, this week, well this year really, of Americans getting things way before we get them, and Palm Springs is one of them. It came out like Mm -hmm. literally about a year ago. Uh, well, probably it's probably about summer, summer last year, you know, yeah, nearly uh, a year ago, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. we've only just got it. So, it's uh, it, for those who are familiar yeah. with um, well, it's it's uh, the Lonely Lonely Island gang, isn't it? It's uh, Andy Sandberg, yeah.
0: Well, it's just Andy Sandberg, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I
1: think the other guys are involved in it, um, somehow in the production. I'm pretty sure, I'm huh. pretty sure they are, um, um unsure. Let's maybe explain. It's, well, um, I'll tell you why. It's no, it's Lonely Island production. It's a Lonely Island. Production. Oh, is it okay? So it's the, it's the it's the production company of the Lonely Island uh, group. Right, right, We've I done see. loads of Saturday Night Live stuff and sung
0: about. Yeah, the, and like, the, like Hot Rod and a few a few other sort of odd little films. So I suppose we'll, we'll just explain really quickly. So last week, Soz set us homework to watch A Profit, which we are hundred percent doing. Um, however, as um, a load of new films came out this week, and I, I had seen Palm Springs. Um, a certain way uh, last year um, and I'd said to Greg I really enjoyed it you need to watch it so when it's finally come out we said well actually let's let's get on this and let's watch this for, for homework this week so we are definitely going to do a profit but we're going to move it to next week so we've yeah. not forgotten about you there Stuart um, so yeah anyway Palm Springs continue yeah. Gregory
1: right okay so if, remember sort of way back when we did a, did a special about time travel and uh, mm. those different time travel films and um, you know, one of the ones that kept coming up was Groundhog Day. Now, there could be very lazy um, comparisons between mm. uh, Palm Springs and Groundhog Day. Um, and I'm going to make those lazy comparisons. <laughs> 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 because basically what happens is you've got uh, Andy Sandberg's character, um, Niles, and he yeah. wake, wakes up with his girlfriend and it's the morning of a wedding they're attending over in, over in Palm Springs. And he goes about his day Um, and towards the end of the day something strange starts happening he ends up um, going down a cave and this girl that he was with follows him down there and he wakes up in the same place in the same bed the next morning and it soon transpires that that's what's been happening to him for quite some time he's been waking up (laughs) the day has been resetting every single day in the same place and he's been living this wedding day perpetually um, and he's got no idea why but he's decided to accept it over time and just sort of in Learn to find a way of enjoying life. Trouble is, he's now taken this other person, uh, played by Kristen uh, Kristen Milioti, yeah, mm. played yeah. by Kristen Milioti, played Sarah Sarah and um, lured her down with them unwittingly, and she's trapped in this same time loop as well. So she is reliving every day. Um, too. And what you've got is this sort of bizarre sort of sci-fi time travel rom-com thing going on uh, where they learn to sort of adapt to each other or she learns to adapt to his way of life there and um, very cleverly sort of find their way out or try to find their way out of this loop that's going round and around and around. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah, definitely. You've also got J.K. Simmons who <clears throat> Niles... <laughs> previously taken down there many years well many years before mm-hmm. uh, sometime before well, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is out to get niles for do it for causing that um, and yeah. you know, it sounds utterly bizarre but for some reason it works it's a bonkers concept yeah. but you know when we speak about these sort of concept films where mm, yeah. like you know there's a very fine line between them sort of like just making a chaos plot and making something mm. that actually just sort of just 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 works and just ties in perfectly. And they definitely did the latter here.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: I've got no idea. And I, what I will point out as well is, I'm not a massive Andy Sandberg fan. I think I, I, you know, I enjoyed Hot Rod. Hot Rod. I enjoyed Cookie. Um, did you see Cuckoo? Uh, the, After, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. But, you know, sometimes Andy Sandberg annoys me, but actually in this, I really, really enjoyed his performance. I thought, you know what? I, thought, I just thought it was very sort of well-balanced. There was a real sort of balance between um, sort of sci-fi and comedy, but also it, it was just
0: just the right side of edgy as well. Uh, mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with you with the Sandberg thing because I think, like, I do, I do like him. Again, I love him in Hot Rod because it's just so bizarre. But I I really do, I really, really enjoy Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But sometimes I feel like the the beauty of Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine-Nine is it's ensemble ensemble cast. I feel like sometimes Sandberg is a bit much. He's almost got a bit too much free reign. But in this, he's kind of, he's essentially playing Jake Peralta from from, uh, Nine-Nine. But there's a little bit more drama and a little bit more tension thrown in, which I think actually works really, really well. Sure, what I love about this film, I love Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is one of my favorite films, and I, I always say this. And yeah, like we say, like these lazy comparisons, but I like the kind of the mechanics behind this film. You're always one who talks about it. you. You like your films to yeah. have like these, you know, the, these mecha- like Toy Story and these mechanics and things like that. And, I, and yeah. I, I like how it kind of builds on what Groundhog Day has already done. Um, so essentially, like you know, you can kill yourself and start the day again. Or but also what they can do is if you, if you if you don't die you know you still feel all the pain so he's like i tried to kill myself one time and i was in intensive care for two weeks because he didn't fall asleep he basically kept him awake for two weeks and it was the most pain he's ever been in his entire life and i was i just found it hilarious really really funny um i know it's not funny and it's quite dark but um but there is this kind of like lightness to this film, even just like you know the the, the palette itself is like so bright and colourful, yeah. and everybody's having a very good time and it's wonderful. But there is this kind of darkness that runs back runs behind it. But it's it's in that kind of um, his kind of backstory and the things he sort of. Uh, Let <laughs> slip throughout the film, you know, you know, just even things like, you know, he's he's basically had sex with everybody at the wedding, even the groom, uh, even the bride's dad, you know. <laughs> and, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. and it's it's just really it's, it's it's really funny, it's really sweet at the same time as well. I love the sci-fi and the kind of the science behind it, um, but it's just really refreshing, and and I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Would you say this film is Airplane or? Girl on the train, Greg. I go for airplane, please. Where can we see this film, Greg? Uh, Palmer Springs is
1: available now on Amazon This is the news. news.
0: Okay, where we start. So,
1: are we doing Baftas at the end?
0: Let's do Baftas at the end. Okay, first bit of news cool. then. Um, so announced quite. Uh, Late last week, uh, Sony have just signed a deal with Netflix um, for basically the distribution rights for a lot of their films starting, I think, in 2022. So what that's going to mean is um, instead of kind of Disney Plus and things like that, well, instead of Disney Plus, all their Spider-Man films will go to Netflix eventually after it's, you know, like past that, um, that kind of there's a window, isn't it? Like there's, I think, I think it's possibly two years as well. So it's like once, Mm. um, once they're at cinemas, then it'll go to kind of home, home cinema kind of thing, DVD, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like two, two years after that, it will then go on to streaming services. But the rights to a majority of Sony stuff now is, is going on to Netflix, um, which I think, you know, it's a good move for everything other than the kind of Spider-Man stuff, because really it, should be with you know, well, well yeah. the legal thing, no, it should, but you know, it should fit with all the uh, mm. the other sort of MC stuff, so uh, yeah, but there you go. I, and if anything, I think maybe it's a bit of a screw you. To what, what Disney, are the is fran-
1: have they got any other franchises, big franchises?
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot. So they've got things like uh, Ghostbusters, they've got uh, Men in Black, they've got 21 Jump Street, um, I know that that's you know, Bond bond Sony now oh, yeah. um yeah but that's um, not so Netflix, yeah because why not it's uh M- MGM I don't know I don't MGM isn't doesn't exist anymore does it not well so, like Sony bought the rights to it so, oh, so Sony the yeah so basically that's but... Yeah, it would.
1: okay but is that yeah. well but do you really I mean that's the big been the big thing for years it's a bit like Jay Z's The Blueprint has never been on Spotify, although I found it on Spotify today. So it's anyway, is the thing. <laughs> but it's been one of these big things. It's like Bond films haven't been on streaming services ever before, mm-hmm. have they? The, the best chance well, of watching them is watching them on our TV. On a
0: yeah, night. well, they, they might do that though now because of, because of the, the rights. So this is the thing. I, cool. I think the whole point. The whole point. Yeah, it'd be amazing. The whole point of it was that like a lot of these studios now are making their own streaming service. So obviously we've got Amazon. Mm. Uh, Prime, we've got uh HBO Max, we've got you know with all the Warner Brothers stuffs on there, Disney Plus, but Sony have kind of ne- not done it. They've basically sold the rights to somebody yeah, else, yeah, yeah, the yeah. distribution rights. Which I actually I don't mind that because it saves me getting another bloody plan, you know paying for another streaming platform. Yeah, so yeah, you know definitely. there you go. But as I say, you know the Spider Man stuff you know should be with Disney, but whatever. There we go. Cool. Um, Announced late again last week, uh, Indiana Jones Five is uh, officially been announced, and the release date is going to be July twenty twenty two. You were saying the other week when you were that you're not particularly precious about Indiana Jones, yeah. which you know, which is fine. I just love that you know how fun how fun they are. Um, but announced, which was a bit a bit strange. Um, Phoebe Waller Bridge, you know, Fleabag, um, yeah. she she's in it. <laughs> wow, like,
1: dear, that's, that's weird. Um... Okay. I, I mean i i might even call that a bit of a sellout really if you she, she, you know she's quite a no she's
0: in, she, no no because she's in um she's in solo you know um the han solo origins is she? she's the droid wow <laughs> you know so like the you know um so donald glover's lando donald glover plays lando Calrissian, doesn't he and uh he's like sidekick is this droid Mm-hmm. And it's it's Phoebe waller in a full motion cap, but I saw some behind the scenes things, and I felt really sorry for her because they basically she's in a you know the the pajamas, you know the mocap pajamas, but they made him put like a robot like hat on <laughs> and a robot <laughs> arms, so she's walking like that. Oh, she's like nobody else has to f-ing do this, I had to do. It. So it's just a bit cringe. Wow. So you no, know, she sold out a long time ago.
2: All
0: yeah. oh, right, fair enough. Yeah. I've still fair not done feedback. I must admit, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It really is. I can't. You know what? I, I I don't like jumping on jumping on. Well, I suppose it's coming from the man who loves Star Wars. Like, you know, I don't like jumping on the bandwagon. It's f***ing great. It yeah. really is. It's so funny, and it's it's just really dark, brutal humor, cool. and that just yeah that speaks to me, doesn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, well, last bit of news before the BAFTAs, the we finally got the uh, the trailer. Well, whether you want want this trailer or not, but Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead trailer was released yesterday. Yeah, so. uh, actually, did you actually did you watch the trailer? Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, not slow much. I liked. He <laughs> yeah, was it like, oh, "Of course, there is come on, <laughs> come on." I think he. Uh... Oh, no, man. Um, <laughs> the thing I liked about this actually is it's set, which they didn't sort of give away before. He's had a its <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh God oh,
0: It's set in a world where like the zombie apocalypse has happened, and they've kind of contained it, so yeah. they've contained most of like you know Vegas isn't real it doesn't really exist anymore it's just like all these zombies are blocked off in Vegas and it's it's basically a heist film they've gotta go in and steal some money um from this kind of zombie infested place, but the zombies are becoming more um. They're evolving, let's put it that way, uh, which is something we've kind of seen before in, in a few other films. Land of the Dead was one, that, which is a George A. Romero one, wasn't great, uh, but you know it is what it is. It's going to be highly stylized. I think it'll be fun. He did. He, he directed that remake of Dawn of the Dead in like two thousand three or four or something, uh, and I loved it. I thought that was great. I so, think zombi- you
1: know, zombies lose their impact if they're in slow motion. Um, shall we go
0: on to the Bastos? Slower. <laughs> slower motion. Yeah. You should watch 28 Days Later um, and put that in slow motion and then it'll just be a normal zombie film. See what I did there? Yeah. Classic. Yeah. BAFTAs.
1: Okay, so at the weekend, we covered the Bastos. So we to the
2: Bastos. <laughs> I've
1: had a lot of champagne, all right? I've moved on to the day now. Um, at the weekend, we covered the bafters uh, in quite good uh, detail. Great detail on social media, so we put the categories back up, and me, me and Dave, me and Dave picked made our picks from each category of who we would like to see win the Bafta for each one. So, um, in the order that they were presented, and um, actually, we we did one of the ones from Saturday night. So the Baftas was split. Saturday, across saturday and sunday so they did a lot of the sort of the the not not the big awards on saturday yeah um but one that was awarded on saturday was best casting and for that um <laughs> Category. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Rubbish category. Um, Dave picked Promising Your Woman, uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. I picked Rocks, and Rocks won it. So moving on to All Sunday, right. then. <laughs> Sunday opened up with Best Animated Film, Onward, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. We both, of course, both picked Soul, and Soul, of course, won it. Yeah. I'm going to do this like rapid, rapid fire. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh Best adapted Screenplay next. Uh, you got the uh, nominees, The Dig, The Father... Um Mauritania, Nomadland, White Tiger and Dave picked Nomadland I picked White Tiger and The Father Win, so we've still not seen that. Yeah. <laughs> been, it looks great though,
0: it's, it's showed quite a few it clips It does look good, but I, I, I'm just like the BAFTAs, how can you give? How yeah. can you award a film that isn't out in Britain? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's
1: stupid but it, yeah, yeah I see, I saw quite a few clips on the night and I mean Hopkins is, I mean we'll speak about Hopkins in a short while so, uh, Hopkins, Did <laughs> you Best Editing so you got the father, Nomadland, promising young woman, sound of metal, and Traveler Chicago Seven. We both picked promising young woman, and sound sound of metal wins. We will speak more See, about now. That. In hindsight, of yeah.
0: course, sound of metal was going to win. Yeah. Best, best now, now we've seen it.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, best cinematography: Judas and the Black Messiah, Man, Mauritania News of the World, Nomadland. We both picked News of the World. Nomadland won uh, <laughs> again. Not seen. How would
0: we know? How would we know? Uh, it's kind of putting me off the film. I know a bit. Uh, and the, I'm hearing quite a bit of the controversial stuff about it. How you know the kind of have you have you read this thing about like the the Amazon kind of debate behind Nomadland?
1: No, no, no.
0: Right. Okay, we'll save it to when it comes out. Then I suppose it um, um, comes out 30th
1: of April, I think, on Disney Plus. Oh, I thought it was May. Maybe it is May. I thought it's 30th of April. We'll see. Uh, Best supporting actress, a bit more interesting category that, but supporting actress. Mm. So you've got Neva Algar from *Come with Col- 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 Horses, Kosar Ali from The mm. Rocks, uh, Maria Bakalova from uh, Borat, Dominique F- Fishback from Judas and Black Messiah, Ashley Madoweki from County Lions, and Yoon yu Jung from Minari. Uh, that's the grandmother. Mm. You picked uh, Yoon yu Jung. Yes, I did, Greg. I picked Maria, Maria, Maria Bakalova, and Yun yu Jung won.
0: Because uh, she was know, wonderful, she is great in that film. It. She fantastic, she is great. Yeah, did you see her speech?
1: Yes, it was great. <laughs> Britain being snobs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best original screenplay, Tobias Lindholm and Thomas Vinterberg for another round. I'm really looking forward to see that now. I'll keep yeah. seeing the more clips yeah. I see. I really want to see that. Jack Fincher for Man Emerald, And, of course, it's Jack Fincher because it was, his, it was the dad's screenplay, um, you know, the late the mm-hmm. father. Uh, Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. We both picked that out. Uh, Teresa Riccolo for Rocks and Aaron Sorkin for Travis Chicago 7. And Emerald Fennel won it for Promising Young Woman. The Young Woman. Mm-hmm and get my words out. More on that later. Uh, best Supporting Actor, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. We both picked and he won. Forget about all the others. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's just absolutely beautiful man. I absolutely yeah, he's wonderful. Uh, outstanding debut by a British writer, director or producer. I picked out Rocks for this. You picked out Saint Maud for this. And... Uh, I not I hated that film. <laughs> yeah, but you did love His House, which won R- uh, Remy Weeks. Yeah, I know. I for best uh, for... Um, best debut from british writer director producer so that's that's really cool um mm-hmm. best visual score i picked out uh, soul you picked out minari and you know it's it is unusual for a, an animated film to win things like best score in these other sort of categories mm-hmm. but it did it won best score which i think is fantastic a lot of really cool music in there um so yeah well done for that british outstanding british film big list ten, 10 in this category you picked out promising young woman i picked out rocks and promising young woman took it uh e rising star award mm-hmm. now then this is one that sort of pricked our ears really mm-hmm. um we both picked out the wonderful bucky backray from rocks yeah. and so thrilled she's gone on to win it and uh, she's she's just fantastic and uh, you know, I'm really excited to see what happens to her on the back of this win because yeah, hundred you know, percent. This is the award that you know Noel Clark won back in the back like in 2009 and things like that. So you know it's it's quite a good little springboard um, to go mm-hmm. and do other great things. Uh, best director, I picked out Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. You picked out uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and uh, Chloe Zhao gets it. So again, it'd be great if we could see the bloody thing. Best actor, hmm. I picked out Arash Gura from for White Tiger. Shame to see that not win anything. Uh, you picked out Riz no. for Sound of Metal, which I think was probably tipped to be favourite. Uh, but Big Tony gets it uh, for the father.
0: As God is not a place, it is a people. Sir Anthony Hopkins. That's not a good. That's not a good Hopkins. I need to get better at that. <laughs>
1: So, like, use this as a platform to practice it. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> uh For best actress, we both picked out Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Uh and McDormand won it again for um, mm-hmm. Nomadland, which again yeah, we've not seen. And best film, uh, we both picked out Promising Young Woman, but of course Nomadland
0: won it. Boring. Should we review some Boring. films? So we promising? <laughs> yeah, Promising Young Woman just didn't do quite as well as I hoped it would Cock have done. But we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, Let's move on. Monday this week, a very long awaited film was released onto Amazon Prime. And this was Sound of Metal, which actually technically came out in 2019, but it's only just been released mm. in the UK this week. So this is, this stars Riz Ahmed as uh, Ruben, who is a drummer in a heavy metal band. Um, his life's thrown into a bit of a free fall where he quite quickly begins to lose his hearing. Uh, and he's basically got a sort of. Um, get his life together as he wants to... He wants to get his hearing back, so he's got to sort of uh, get himself together so he can afford, afford a surgery to get this implant so he can get his hearing back. However, whilst he's doing that, he has to go to an addict's... Uh, basically, a farm for addicts, isn't it? But it's deaf addicts, and yeah. try and sort of uh, uh, get his together, <laughs> essentially, what? without kind of going into too much detail. Um, <laughs> basically you know to get to cuz he wants to get to hear him about that's an awful awful description of the film <laughs> yeah. no, no no
1: it's no it's good be- so so basically so Reuben and his sorry what's his partner called um Reuben and Lou um, she it's called Lou, Lou yeah Reuben yeah. and Lou so they live in this uh, camper van and music is their everything so they live in, they've got this mm. it's not a massive camper van and they've got a drum kit at the end they've got whole sort of working recording studio crammed into mm. the caravan as well they've got a record player and music is absolutely there everything the first thing he does is get up in the morning make himself a smoothie do his press-ups and put some like i don't know some cool sort of like blues music on or something like that and uh you know it the first sort of opening 10 minutes so is really sort of identifying how important music and sound is to this guy's world and really sort of highlighting that. And quite interestingly as well, did you notice the sound mix being quite sort of jarring yeah. in the first 10 minutes? Yeah. So after, after... I think
0: what I'm going to say is, unfortunately, the past few weeks, just because of my... Current living situation yeah. with the baby. I've not, I've not watched a single film on TV. I've watched all my films on my phone, on yeah, my laptop, right. on my iPad. okay yeah. But I've been listening everything with my AirPods in, and actually, this film is perfect for yeah. that. Maybe not the tiny screen, but the AirPods. Well, it is bloody brilliant. Well, so at three in the morning, having yeah. my brain frazzled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful, great for me. Kept me awake. Wonderful. Yeah.
1: Well, this even at the start of the film where he supposedly supposedly before he finds out he's um, going deaf, like there's something not right with the mix in the are hearing certain things like the white noise in the car what of the traffic yeah. is quite loud mm-hmm. and things like that. Thinking something's not right here. And you know, you like you said about having your airpods being perfect, like I last year in lockdown, one of the things I bought was um, Sonos big sound beam thing mm. It was under my TV. And ironically in a film about where, where where somebody loses their hearing I was so grateful for this this beaming. Yeah, yeah, it's like, so the yeah. sound the sound design was just immense um anyway uh so you know music is the world and he's sort, of, sort of like um he finds this out and like you say his will falls apart but this um yeah this place that he goes to it's Paul Paul Racy, isn't it who Paul racy I want to talk about Paul Racy minute? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. job yeah, he kind of runs this um, retreat of... Yeah, it's kind of like a retreat for um, for deaf people with, with addictions. But, yeah. you know, when you said, you know, what he's got to do there, th- I mean, it's summed up by the fact that every he says everybody there has a job and Ruben's job is to learn how to be deaf. Because there's, you know... And, and the big thing with this film is, if you go deaf, you've got a choice in a way. Mm. Um, you either try and get it fixed or you embrace it. And a big part of the deaf community, and it's something I've been reading more and more about since, is like, it's this deaf identity thing. And really, the film is about identity. It's about that mm. acceptance of identifying yourself um, with as as being deaf and make, accepting that as a part of you. There's a really profound bit later on in the film, which I'm not going to go into too much detail about, but paul Racy's speech and mm. it's about about the idea of you know if you, for instance if you're a deaf kid to, to be exposed to sort of people who are trying to get their hearing fixed that implies that deaf people have something wrong with them that needs fixing mm. and and that's not helpful and that's not productive yeah. and you know it's more productive to sort of you know, learn how to be deaf and just sort of be mm. proud about it and see it as part of who you are. And that's what, you know, Ruben's whole journey is about in this film. Um, so I think, you know, it is really all about identity and this sort of journey goes on. I will, you know, I absolutely felt everything he was feeling. His performance is absolutely stunning. I, I felt everything he was going through from the very start, from the denial the panic hmm. the um uh, and you know throughout the film sort of the the slow acceptance um and his integration into the world around him this is going to sound absolutely crazy <laughs> and when i say this i don't mean it in any way to offend anyone who is part of the deaf community but what this film did for me is it made me feel like i was missing out <laughs> and uh, so watching yeah, you, yeah. you know watching all these people who are learning sign language learning these these amazing ways to exist and sort of you know mm-hmm. and the peace they get in being in that world and being part of that community firstly i do genuinely feel like now i want to learn sign language i really do want to learn sign language yeah. it's, it's, it, i started uh,
0: learning it at one point yeah um, uh, um, quite easy to forget it <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah yesterday i was telling someone about this film uh, with, and particularly i mean the end shot which i won't begin mm. to describe now but I, I was describing it to this person without giving it away and the power in that last shot and as I was describing it, and I'm really doing it now, I was like welling up as I was describing it <laughs> Like, seriously, yeah. it's just, it's one of the most incredible endings to a film I've ever seen. I think every now and then, for me, a film comes around that probably genuinely like influences my outlook or educates me in a sort of profound way. And mm. only time will tell for sure, but I already feel like this is the case for this film. Like, I think it's something that's going to stick with me forever. And like...
0: I can't, mm. I can't recommend it highly enough. All right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree with you. I, a, f- a few things I could, sort of noted throughout this film. First of all, Riz is an absolute powerhouse, and he has been in everything I've seen. Yeah. The first thing I saw Riz in, and it's it's an odd one, it was this, um, uh, what's the guy who does Black Mirror? What's his buddy? Charlie. Charlie Brooker. What's his name? Yeah, he's in my <laughs> bed. All right. But he, he, like did this, he did this deep now, he's a i love black mirror though um uh he did this tv show maybe like 15 years ago 10 15 years ago called dead set i don't know if you ever watched it and right, it's basically yeah. a zombie apocalypse i just mad love for zombies mm. but it's about it's set around the big brother house yeah, so it's like the, one of the safest places to be is in the big brother house but riz was in that and that's the first thing i ever saw him in yeah. and i was like man this guy is amazing yeah, yeah. and then
3: then just four, four lines line, after that
0: and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then and then obviously other other things. Unfortunately, he was in Venom. F- you, Elliot, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I, I I just love riz Ahmed. I would love his intensity, and it, but he's he's got this like every man kind of quality to him as well. Um, anyway, the things I loved about this film, other than you know everything, but the the main things that stuck out to me is it's a really really clever film, and you could th- one of the things I'd kind of compare it to, but it, in, in in a slightly different way do you, do you remember when we spoke about
4: 1917
0: yeah or the 1917 <laughs> <laughs> and i wasn't oh, like massively thrilled on that film because i, I thought actually it, it it's almost just like a gimmick and once you get past that gimmick it runs out you know the the whole thing about the one the one take kind of sure. thing yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean do you, remember, do you remember that
2: yeah yeah
0: and you can kind of, you could compare that type of um, that gimmick to this film because it, it it is there is a gimmick behind this film there is a you know the sound design as a, as a as a person who who can hear mm. they deliberately try and exclude you from this film you know with with a, and I even text you didn't I you know I, I watched half of it <laughs> one night and the other half the next night and I said to you did you get subtitles for <laughs> you know when did your subtitles kick in and actually the the beauty of the film is when Ruben starts to learn. ASL, so American Sign Language, the the, the subtitles kick in. Yeah, um, yeah. So they they want to exclude you as a, as a person who who, who, who who doesn't understand ASL. Um, mm. And that for me, that is a bit of a gimmick. And, and later on, when, uh, again, we, we try not to give too much away, but unfortunately, we're probably going to have to, when uh, the, the hearing starts to come back to a certain extent. Mm. But it... it the whole sound design for us as well is, is all very distorted and, and, sure. uh, I suppose unenjoyable. <laughs> I suppose that maybe that's the way to sort of put it. And again, there is a gimmick behind that. However, it worked so much more for me in this film than it did in something like 1917. I know the, the completely, completely different things, but it just kind mm. of, it just sort of jumped at me at that, that kind mm. of thing. Um, yeah. I loved the kind, and another little thing it did, which was really, really smart and really clever, is it, You'll see a scene, and it'll just be on like it'll just be filming Riz, or it'll be filming somebody else, and it's all silent. and And you just you just sort of seeing the the story kind of pan out on their face, and, it, and it's absolutely beautiful. And then something like they'll get up and storm off, or something like that, and then the sound will kick in, and the camera will just slightly cut, and you'll see the whole situation. So, for example, he's just sat there in, in a room in the school. Well, the pharmacy, or there's a, there's one in the school, and he just sat there, and you can just see that things are getting really difficult, and it is just it's just the camera's just on raise, and it and it's just beautiful, and it just shows you how delicate this guy's performance is, It's wonderful, and then he just gets up and, and runs off, and then basically the music uh, the music the sound kicks in, and it's a full on sort of dance performance, and it's really intense, and we just had no idea this was going on, yeah. and I, I, these are just really really clever and really really. Intimate kind of—I don't know—it's hard to explain. Like, just—I don't know—it's showing this other side of life that we were, we're just unaware of. Yeah. Um, and I just—I just loved it. I thought that was wonderful. It's, it's, uh his performance is great i love the kind of little um there's like little mirror sh- mirroring kind of throughout the front the film he always wakes up every morning and makes his makes his uh his, his partner breakfast and then when he gets to uh when he gets to the the death retreat the the tables turn and he's wakes up every morning and His, coffee coffee is and his bacon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely little li- lovely little things he's got this kind of aggressive attitude even throughout the film even when he starts to accept things he's still aggressive um but that's just him. Him and his, his kind of like, he's metal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> he, he's yeah. a he's a metal guy. You know, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and just like these little nuances uh, that, and it's really really smart when he's when he gets to, when he gets to the deaf community and he starts to accept it, he stops swearing. I don't know if you ever noticed that. <laughs> uh, and then every other word is. F-, basically because that's mouth, because he's,
1: and I and I think one of the clever things about it is you know you you. you as the film goes on you you learn more about a lot of the past for both um ruben and Lou is is implied throughout the film but you you pick up yeah. more as you go sort of through the film um and actually you know things like that and there's some very clever script writing and uh, it's mm. so you got the director um i forget his name off the top of my head now um it's uh Darius Marder so you got Darius Marder who's the director but uh, but it's his brother Abraham Marder who sort of is has got a, a scripts uh script
0: yeah, credit they, they were making a they were making a documentary weren't they
1: yeah but but also, but then it's i think a... Darius um sorry Abraham rather worked a lot on not so so much the story as uh, um, Sorry if I get this wrong, but it's something like this. But you know, works on more of the dialogue and it wor- works heavily on the music as well. Uh, but some yeah. of the dialogue is so so clever, and it's like like you say, he stops swearing when he gets to the, the retreat, and that sort of you know that sort of nuance helps reflect the the idea that you see as a viewer that that is actually the point where he is at peace and comfortable and becomes happy, yeah. and that's what or. At home, and you know that becomes ends up being quite a big crux of the whole film. Is like where where yeah. is he? Where is he happy? Where is he comfortable? Where is his home? And for someone who's nomad- nomadic and seems like he's got this amazing sort of perfect yeah. setup in this uh, amazing RV, like you know that that becomes sort of quite poignant because actually a lot yeah. of it is him finding home <laughs> um
0: yeah, no definitely 100%, 100% as we said the sound design is is incredible and it's really smart really clever yeah it's a you know there's that kind of gimmick as i said behind it but it is so beautiful how it's done it really, really is wonderful um i love like again without going into detail but like the last kind of scene you, it, it, it's, it's so <sighs> smart how you can see you can see it, you can see it's hard to explain. You can see particular things yeah. right yeah. that we see every day. And with yeah. sound, it's very garish and very aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you remove sound, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. And everyone everyone, everything is at peace. But, and it's just oh And that's
1: and that's yeah, that's part of the thing, it's like again, i I felt
0: everything that he felt yeah, at that time. Yeah. And it's and, it and it's almost and, and it's almost again without sort of saying too much. There's just a a relief. Yeah, do you know what I mean when it when a partic- when he does a particular thing. There's just a ah, right. Okay, yeah. there we and, go. And you just and sit it's, there. It's and,
1: tough, right? I was watching it with my wife Jane at, at the time, and as that scene's playing out, and I said to her it's going to end here and she was like no i was yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. going to end here yeah, 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 yeah. this is going to be it yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and we both just sat in silence as the credits roll
2: yeah. mm. it's it's
1: a it's about as profound an ending shot of anything i've seen yeah. ever yeah. before
0: the, <laughs> there's, there's probably a conversation further down the line about final final shots in scenes and there's, there's other ones you can compare it to yeah my head all over the place at the minute, but yeah, there you go. The final thing I want to say is this: Paul Racy, who plays a Joe, and it's a fairly really small supporting role. I've never seen him in anything before, and I was doing a little bit of research about him and his character in the film. loses his hearing in Vietnam, uh, but he's actually you can hear. You know, he's not a deaf. Uh, he's not deaf in real life, but his parents are deaf, so he's brought he, in real life. He's been brought up. With ASL, so the, you know American Sign Language, so he is—he's a—he's uh, um, fluent in that basically, and he's a lot of—he's uh, done a lot of things in you know in, in in real life and all that sort of to do with <laughs> deaf. I think his performance in this is one of the best performances I've seen in a very very long time. I thought he was absolutely yeah. incredible. And not because, you know, there's some some comedic sort of things in it, but there's a, there's a there's a particular scene and it's the last scene we see him in and I I cried. Yeah. I thought it was absolutely Incredible, his acting, and I think he he has been robbed for for, awards, nothing, but he has been robbed for recognition because that is the best before you know Riz is amazing, but as a supporting role and a small role, that's the best best acting I've seen for years. It's phenomenal. It's
1: phenomenal, and he's and he's he's well he's welling up at the end of that scene, and you really sort of feel it, and it's. um yeah, it's it's pretty special. I want to and he's this sort of father figure throughout the film. <clears throat> and you want to sort of lean yeah. through the screen and just have a hug off him, don't you? <laughs> like
0: well, it's, I, I, I cried my eyes out watching it. I was just like, holy <laughs> sh again, like you did getting a bit well done. It was yeah. just brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. I I can't recommend this film enough. It's for me so far, it's the best film I've seen this year. That's it was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, so man. Greg Let's put a downer on it. Would you say this film is <laughs> Palm Springs, or I'm thinking of ending things? I thought it
1: was I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, back to Palm Springs. Although, yeah, much, yeah. Much better. Um, <laughs> so it's different. You can't
0: you can't yeah. compare the two. It's a completely yeah. different thing. They're both they're both excellent in their own right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, to Palm Springs. Where can we see this film?
1: It's available now on Amazon Prime Video. Adam and Tina have both sent us their thoughts on two different films this week. Uh, You'll hear from Tina a little bit later on when we speak about Promising Young Woman, but this is what Adam thinks about Sound of Metal.
4: Last night we watched Sound of Metal, which is a film that I hadn't really researched too much about at all and and didn't really fully know what to expect. Based on that, one thing I would say is that if you're expecting a kind of full-paced film... Um, as the kind of title might suggest it 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 couldn't be really further from the truth it's a really really slow um, film it's not very fast paced at all really but it equally um, as you perhaps wouldn't expect is it's a really engaging film at the same time and the main reason for that is it's a film really all about the characters and and empathizing with those characters and you know, the, the real maker of this film is, is Riz Ahmed's performance, as you'd expect. He's a totally engaging character. Um, he plays the role of Ruben really, really, really well. And as, as much as a, it's a quite a slow-paced film, it's also a film whereby you are constantly second-guessing what you think is going to happen next. And that's what we found ourselves doing as, as we watched the film. But most of the time, we were wrong in what, what we were predicting. So I would totally recommend the film. It is a very compelling movie. It's one where you do go through a range of emotions, really. But for me, the most impressive part of the film, apart from um, Riz Ahmed's performance, was, was the sound. And, you know, I've mentioned the word empathy quite a lot. And as I watched that film, I've never really been able to kind of relate to what it must be like to, to lose your ability to hear. But the way the kind of soundtrack on the movie is, is absolutely fantastic. And Without giving too many spoilers away, there's there's a there's a section at the end whereby you completely and utterly can relate to what it must be like and that feeling and the battles that people must go through between you know desperately trying to get their their kind of ability to hear back, but at the same time you know some of the compromise they might have to make as they go through that. So you know in terms of watching a performance and be able to relate to that or try to relate to it, it it's an absolutely fantastic um, film and I I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Thanks, we,
1: Adam. We can't uh, profound. We can't, we can't reflect on that because uh, we've had to edit it in because you were watching it whilst we were discussing <laughs> it. So there you go. So now we've got a film that comes out today. It's called Promising Young Woman, and it stars Carrie Mulligan. I managed to watch it last week, and after watching it, I mentioned on last week's episode that I was pretty sure it was my pick for certain um, best picture at this year's Oscars. I still think there's a fairly good chance it could get it, um, but having seen Sound of Metal, it definitely wouldn't be my pick now. Remember, we've still not seen it. Now, Emerald Fennell, Someone I don't know a great deal about. I don't know about you, Dave. Um, but she's—I yeah, think she's a, is
0: she a producer of Killing Eve? Yeah, or
1: she yeah. yeah she was producer of second series of Killing Eve. But she's also she's an she's an actor as well. So she's done stuff in like Call the Midwife and, and that. So she's and she's a writer. So she has written and directed this. So this is her first written and directed feature film, and it stars Kerry Mulligan uh, as um oh, it's it, it's gonna be hard to it's, talk about it's very thing. hard to talk about it's it's called it it's called a black comedy thriller uh and i guess you call it a revenge film um perhaps it's not your typical mm. sort of revenge film but uh she is she 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 dedicates her uh, life why don't we say
0: she's a vigilante yeah okay
1: i like that <laughs> because yeah 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 because the, the, there's you know that has sort of essences of some sort of like superhero qualities and that's pretty cool <laughs> and she she dedicates her spare time while she's not working in a coffee shop she's, she's a a med school dropout and you, throughout the, later on in the film you'll start to learn about why she's dropped out of med school and she dedicates her life to uh, spending her evenings uh, going out into bars and um
0: I'm not going to use. She puts the term. on a facade, doesn't she? A facade. Yeah, I was. To, I
1: was going to use the term "honey trap," but I don't think that's fair, and I don't think it mm-hmm. is right. But like,
0: but she. she no, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Um, in all, in all, uh, uh, due respect. I, yeah, I don't think it's that because mm-hmm. it's it, in, honey trap's more. You know, like f- flirting. You know, and, and well she doesn't. She doesn't.
1: She doesn't lead the men, does she? She doesn't you know, lead the men. She puts on a facade. <laughs> Yeah, she puts on this facade, and and in order to present men with <laughs> men with certain men with their to to take wicked opportunities with them and take advantage of of her, mm-hmm. and uh, you know do what some horrible people do, and uh, you know she she acts blind drunk. She gets taken back to um, people's hou- people's flats, people's apartments, people's houses, and. Um, Men make attempts to take advantage of her while she ap- appears absolutely, completely incapable of controlling mm-hmm. controlling her actions, and just—I uh, mean, she lets it go, sort of that bit bit too far. Yeah. it becomes in- uncomfortable, and then she'll wake up, like you know what I mean. Switch, Cut, switch <laughs> and around, yeah. and and teach them a lesson, and. <sighs> I thought, but hearing the premise of this film, and I, I thought they were, I thought they were going to be very brutal lessons. I thought they were. I thought they.
2: I thought it was yeah. going to be like
1: some sort of, sort of like. <coughs> I thought there might even be some sort of slasher horror element to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but but no, not to that extent. But just to sort of make them
0: realize the error of their ways and. Well, certain things are left unsaid because what what I noted uh, and noticed was she's got like a tally every yeah, night like different you know, colors certain ones are in a in red yeah and that makes me wonder well, what what did she do with that well that's <laughs> <do> you know <laughs> we I mean? see a lot of it and uh <laughs> we don't see the reds yeah yeah and
1: uh, amongst these sort of scenarios that you see throughout the film there's some uh, great little cameos so you see um christopher Mentz-Plasse, plus who yeah. is um, Fogle, fogel loving uh mm-hmm. for people who've seen superbad And there's others in there as well. And she lives at home with her parents, and her parents, you can tell, are sort of a bit disappointed with her and the fact she's dropped out of med school and doesn't seem to sort of do much with her life. Mm. And as the film goes on, you start to learn about her motives. Yeah, correct. You start to learn about her past. There's a, a genuine love interest that gets introduced, played by Bo Burnham and uh yeah. who is this seemingly genuinely nice guy um and that's all i kind of want to say about the plot
0: yeah yeah
1: i think that's that's safe <clears throat> <Yeah>. okay okay. <laughs> okay i loved it I, I really really loved it and uh i'll tell you why i loved it it had it was quite different to anything we've seen before. It had elements. So you can see some sort of influences, particularly in the third act. Uh, it, it almost went a little bit Tarantino in some ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and it's because, because of the way the third act completely switched its tone. In a way, Tarantino does quite a lot of the time and turns into, like, suddenly the ante just gets elevated tenfold. And, yeah. you know, and you're on the edge of your seat <clears> and you're not sure what's <throat> going to <throat> happen next. And... The way it plays out is shocking and jaw-dropping and unbelievable, but ultimately surprisingly satisfying. It takes you through so many sort of twists and turns uh, in that sort of uh, last chapter. Um, The other reason it's a bit sort of Tarantino-esque is because of the way it does those chapters. So it does... One, yeah. two, three, four, five, mm. six, sort of thing, uh, which we're seeing more of, aren't we? Yeah, we are seeing a lot more Phil. of it these days. Yeah, um, but I mean, the main thing is Carrie Mulligan just mm. phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal in this. I thought she was just she was just so so good at that role, um, so so good at switching um, between. Uh, it's so much of so much of her performance is what goes unsaid, and what you see in her eyes, and what you see in the way she switches. Um, and yeah, I thought it was bloody wonderful. I didn't make any notes, and it's about, oh, it's about <laughs> eight days since I've seen it now, so forgive me. But uh, what did you make of Promising Young Woman?
0: Yeah, I, I I really liked it. maybe haven't held it in quite as high regard as you have, uh, but that's not... A bad thing, it you know, it's ten times better than a lot of the stuff we've watched yeah, yeah. to be honest. So, first things to say, um, you, I, I think you can see the Killing Eve influence if you've ever watched Killing Eve. I think I, yes. I maybe watched the Love first it. two series of Killing yeah, Eve. Maybe the first two, Jodie three Jody Co- I Jody can't Co- remember, Co- whatever. Yeah, yeah Jodie Cole was great. Um, we, I think you can see that influence. You can see that, um, you know that there is there's a link there. Yeah, there's also a TV series on Netflix which, I. I absolutely love a number of reasons so it's called glow i don't know if you ever seen yeah glow. glamorous Netflix. ladies of wrestling ladies of wrestling okay i love wrestling but it's not really about wrestling and it's just it's wonderful Alison Bree's breeze in it who's in this mm-hmm. uh, and there's another character later on who who's who's also in it who's who's in a uh, promising young woman as well but i think there's probably a producer um tie there as well um so yeah you can see these sort of influences um it, it it's a weird film. It's, it's almost like set in this alternate reality because everything is turned up to eleven. All the colors are turned up to bubblegum pink mm. level. Do you know what I mean? It's very garish and it's very sickly. But I, obviously, that's the point. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an uncomfortable subject matter. So they want you to feel a little bit like, oh, they, a bit weird. This. Yeah. everything feels a bit not right. Even down to in a house, you know, her parents aren't quite normal aren't they they're not yeah. quite there well a mom especially isn't quite there do you know what i mean yeah, and like yeah. the, ha- the house is sort of a bit, a bit sickly in terms of it's stuck in the past and <laughs> you, you kind of get that and it, it's yeah. all building this, this just this general kind of uncomfortableness yeah i suppose that's the word why not yeah yeah, yeah. um it, it does this thing that a lot, and this is this is nothing to do with the review, but I always find it funny when films do this. And uh, She goes on a website called Friendface. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Always I the just, one on the,
1: the IT crowd, Friendface.
0: Friendface. I just, I always love, I always love <laughs> noting these websites. Gaggle instead of Google. And, you know, <laughs> but anyway, I had to note it. And I think maybe, maybe that's the thing we do moving forward now. And anytime we see something, yeah. some sort of, uh, like Poundland, Google, or something. We uh, yeah, yeah. we've got to note it. I think that quite important. Yeah. yeah, I love this kind of, that kind of poppy thing. It it felt a lot, and I say this about a few films we've watched. Maybe King, uh, sorry, Queen and King, <laughs> Queen and Slim was one of them. It felt like a music video. There was a lot of you know, it was very stylized. Especially you know, there's there's almost like there's almost a section of it that is a music video to uh, Paris Hilton's. Um, what's that bloody song? Oh, that God. reggae song, and it kills me yeah. to. Uh, Stars, something to do with stars. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paris Hilton song, uh, and it, it almost felt like a like a music <laughs> video, uh, yeah. which which was cool. And you know, I like that. It's, it's always it's always good watching a film that is you know it's quite a deep film and there's this kind of substance to it, but also it looks bloody brilliant yeah. as well when you're watching it, which I, which I really like. There's a really good quote in it. and Obviously, you've touched on kind of what it's about and the kind of themes and all that sort of stuff. But there's a, there's a really good point where it says none of us want to admit uh, when we've made a mistake. And I think that's kind of the point of of this film, and it's even she she even with her vigilante justice that she's putting in place, and as as we said, you know we don't know how far she's taken things, Mm. um, but she doesn't even want to admit when she's made a mistake now, and it 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 reminded me of a few a few films, but one of them was like Moxie. Remember we watched Moxie quite recently. And the whole thing with Moxie was like they made this, you know, they, it was, uh, you know, all the all the girls in the school being, uh, you know, exposed to this, you know, nonsense from 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 the from the guys and, uh, mm. you know, all, all the all the poor, you know, this mistreatment. And then when they make this magazine, it, the tables turn essentially, mm. and it's and it's that and it and it's that thing from it's that thing from Watchmen, and it's like who watches the Watchmen. Um, yeah. Do you get what I mean with that? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's when these superheroes go go rogue, and it's like, well, actually, who's policing the police? And it, yeah, and, yeah. and it and I always find that, and there's a lot of films that do it, and I, but I always find it very interesting. She's got to that point where actually she's gone too far, yeah. And it and it doesn't justify what doesn't justify what has happened to her, yeah, or, yeah. or you know, to a friend. And again, we're not going to go into it. However, it gets to that point where you're on the fence it's like well actually is she is what she's doing worse than what happened and i i, I like that that moral ambiguity do you know what i mean oh and yeah the, the, it, the, the, it makes she... putting me in that position where it's like actually do i feel uncomfortable now with what she's doing do i agree with what she's doing am i am i on board with this i know not all the time i was to be honest but Mm. I like that it's it's making me it's making me ask that question to myself, ask, uh, and, and, which is great. And that's what it does; it puts you out of your comfort zone a
1: lot in this film. It makes you and it makes yeah. you do that sort of ask asking oh, exactly. a lot of yeah. questions about yourself, about about society, yeah. about you know about about the world we're in. And quite a big thing is you know there's there's quite there's a key character who is seemingly a really sort of likable character, and you know it when it sort of comes around it actually it makes you really reflect on that character and think actually mm-hmm. through Definitely. through it and it and not through their actions but because of their lack of action And it. it gives it speaks mm-hmm. about this idea mm-hmm. of like by being a bystander in certain situations it's a bit like the black mm-hmm. black lives matter thing in the last year yeah, by yeah, yeah, being yeah. a bystander and not um and by not acting and by not being proactive and acting against things you are complicit and mm. uh, 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 and that goes for might go for racism, it might go for sexism, it might go for much more. But you know what I
0: mean, and it kind of makes it makes mm. you think a great hundred percent, hundred percent. I like the use of comedians. There's a lot of like, <laughs> just, on another note, a more positive <laughs> note. Uh, I like the use of comedians. Chris Manns, mm. uh you got Adam Brody in there. You got Bo, De, Bo Burnham, who's mm. he's, he's genuinely very, very funny, and I, I like seeing them in these kind of compromising situations. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's something. There's something some sort of chemical thing there that doesn't quite balance in my head, but it's yeah. nice to see. Um, however, my point, that you, uh, my, my final couple of points actually is, is on the negative side, which we, you said, and again, we we can't really go into too much detail, but, but there's a particular character who is seemingly quite nice. and da-da-da-da. I saw that coming miles off. Yeah, of course. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of like, well, when, when we get into this and I, I felt yeah. almost it was a, a bit too, and this is the thing. We, this is my, one of my catchphrases now is it was just a bit too heavy-handed to in it how it dealt with that that was always happening it and it was quite obvious and for me i, I kind of like i lost a bit of my investment in yeah. the rest of the story because i was like well okay well when, when come on let's just get to this bit you know yeah. it's gonna happen what's that well you know when's it gonna happen
5: yeah.
0: um and so that kind of took a little bit away from me unfortunately but it's it still it was wonderful my 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 final point and this question I, I wanna say to you and I, it's hard because you've enjoyed it so much mm. and I, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it a lot. However, I think it was like episode three of the podcast. Mm. We we were it was like we were looking forward to the rest of twenty twenty. Mm. And just as a passing thing I said, Oh, there's this Carrie Mulligan film coming out called Promising Young Woman. It's due to come out. It was due to come out in April. Um but it's coming. It's coming out in October or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, I question how successful in terms of award recognition. And again, we said this earlier. Whether whether, whether that means anything to you or not. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it, it does mean something. Yeah. If this had come out in April last year, it wouldn't have been an Oscar contender. I think,
1: but that's but that'd be so true for. A, a, I I completely get what you're saying, and perhaps not, mm-hmm. but. Imagine if Dune came out this, last year. Imagine if Bond came out last year.
0: Like the yeah. whole of the awards nominations. Bond <laughs> wouldn't have been up for awards. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but no, no, and I, and I completely agree with it. I just, um,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm I like, whether I, I like to, to be honest, I don't. know. Uh, I like to think it would have been. Gen- uh, I, mm. I think perhaps not. Perhaps not. What's amazing,
0: though, is um, it's classed as a British production. Uh, you know, yeah, so- I do enjoy it. I do like that. I do yeah. like that. But my, the the thing is, that question I'm asking, I don't know whether I'm whether I'm asking am, that in a I'm negative cynical. way or a positive way because I'm kind of like, yeah, am I being cynical about it? I'm like, well, would it have been an Oscar contender? It probably wouldn't have been. But actually, I don't know whether I'm, well, great, fantastic, thank God it came out now. Or, well, actually, does something else deserve this this place? I don't know. It was great, but I'm not sure it's quite as great as I wanted it to be. Mm. Yes. Maybe that's my final point. Okay. I think it is. Okay. So uh
1: we've got a message from Tina, wife of Adam. Here we go.
3: <laughs> so Promising Young Woman is a film that we watched um, earlier on this week, and I would definitely recommend it as a watch. Um I was kind of hooked in immediately from the start and – um, my interest in it and kind of the enthusiasm for watching it didn't wane at all. Without giving loads away, it's um, a really complex story, I thought. And what starts out as what you think is just going to be a sheer revenge story, it just isn't that at all. Um, there's kind of a mixture of love in there, there's real sadness mixed into the film. And one of the things that really gets you is obviously something um, traumatic has happened to this woman or part of her life. But you, that doesn't unfold until the film goes on. But you're hooked. You want to know what it is. And then, obviously, you want to know how she resolves it. So I can't really um, say much more than that because it just gives too much away. But I think the story's got everything. It's kind of got a little bit of comedy in it, quite dark comedy at times. But there's comedy in it. The romance factor is amazing. Um, there's brilliant twists in it that take you by surprise, and we're like, oh my god, no. You know, those kind of moments which I've not had in a film for ages. And for me, um, I think the female actress is Carrie Mulligan. I mean, she's just amazing, she's really um transfixing. You want to watch her, she's a brilliant actress, and My personal take is that she reminds me, and this kind of gives away a little bit, but she reminds me a little bit of Killing Eve. And I absolutely love Killing Eve. Um, And she kind of, all the way through, I was like, Adam, she's reminding me of that. And um, that's, again, one of the reasons why I loved it. So definitely, definitely worth a watch. Um, Yeah, loved it.
1: Interesting that Tina spoke about Killing Eve. Now, I don't know whether Killing Eve... I I don't know whether Tina... Gets the uh, emerald fennel. that is given Eve. So good, good. If if that's the case, if you didn't know that, well spotted. Great, <laughs> yeah, um, cool, nice. I love it. Um, fantastic.
0: Would you say this film is Return of the Jedi or Eye in the Sky? Which is this like really throwaway Shia LaBeouf one? Return of the Jedi, please. I would agree with you. Where can we see this film, Greg? I don't know. <laughs> Where's it coming out? <laughs> is it coming out? I don't even I think know. think it's
1: going on premium streaming services, isn't it? It's like, is it yeah, maybe? I think so. uh, It's out today. Uh, I think it's out to rent on premium streaming services like Sky Store and things like that. Quick Thursday edit. It's actually on Sky Cinema and Now TV from today.
5: um okay mission impossible three this is the rabbit's foot um so this one uh there's like a biological weapon um that he needs to get no one really knows what the rabbit's foot is um big thing on this one is that he's married he gets married to uh, julia who's some kind of like nurse doctor thing Uh, Luther's in it again Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the baddie in this one Um, and they've got to basically get this rabbit's fort they're in Rome um, they go to China Um, big thing with this one is our introduction to Benji who is played by Simon Pegg only has a little cameo towards the end um, but kind of shows, just shows that he's going to be in it more more than just in one uh, film. Number three, the whole getting married and having a wife thing, the rabbit's foot, it's, yeah, it's rubbish. We've watched these films in the past six nights, and out of all of them, that's the one we remember the least. Um, it's just... He's, a, he's an agent, and getting married and that, and having someone there who he's got to protect, it's just, it's not that good. So, no, that'll be our least favourite.
0: Thanks, guys, as ever. Amazing. Yes. So... Mission, Mission Impossible 3 is one of the... It's 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 kind of a weird one because, like we said this kind of last week about Mission Impossible 2, is it caught everyone off guard because they thought we were done with Mission Impossible. And there's a few years between... You know, there's like maybe like four or five years between Mission Impossible 2 and 3. And it's like, again, we thought we'd forgot about this. But 3 is directed by J.J. Abrams off the back of Alias and, and things and maybe like a little... Was it Lost? No, Lost was a little bit later than that. Was not it, supposed suppose, 2006, 2007? Anyway, um, and yeah, I, I agree. Holding my hands up, it's not the best one at all. It's probably the worst one, the weakest one, but it's not bad. You know, he's retired. We've got we've got a good villain there in Philip Seymour Hoffman. We've got more more of the masks going on. Simon Pegg is introduced. Greg. Simon Pegg. Wow, there's an even better one. Go on, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul's in it. Oh yeah. And he's, he's, uh, he, Aaron Paul is Tom Cruise's, uh, brother in law, I think. I think, if I remember. Right. And this is pre Breaking Bad. Lawrence Fishburne. Eddie Morzan. Mars- Fishburn. Eddie, Eddie Morzan. Yeah, he's just like a henchman in it. We've got, um, the drunk Irish guy. What's his name? <laughs> What's his name? He was in, he was in Dracula. And he, uh, what else? Come on. Come on, Greg. The drunk Irish guy, so it's done for being drunk. It's his name. Come on, Greg. Uh, Jonathan V. Mears. Yep, there you go. Myers, yeah. Anyway, well, this is going well. <laughs> no, to in all honesty, I, I don't mind this one because it's it's something it starts a little bit different. You know, Ethan, there's a little bit more at play for Ethan here, and the more stakes he's, he's, he's got a wife, and uh, you know. He's trying to live this normal life, but he gets dragged back in mm. to IMF. So, you know, there we go. Um, whether it works, it probably doesn't, but, you know, whatever. There we go. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into the next three because these, these are where Mission Possible gets really good. Ghost Protocol, Ro- The Rogue Nation, and uh, uh, Fallout. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. What do you think, Greg?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm confused as to all of them, really. I mean, <laughs> that... All I know is there's impossible missions and there's some masks and limp biscuit. I hope it's a rollover this yeah. week, uh, so we didn't get around to a profit uh, this week. So we are watching it for next week. Sound good? Mm.
0: Sounds perfect.
1: Turn to the person next to you and go, ha, 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 there are three great <laughs> films out this week. Did you know? And when they say, no, what films are they? And so, well, they say, oh, Promising Young Woman uh, and Sound of Metal and Palm Springs are all out. And they all sound fantastic. And when the person says to you, how do you know they sound fantastic? I say, well, I listen to this great podcast called Dads on Film, available every Friday from wherever you get your podcast.
0: Limp Biscuit. On the
2: box. Oh, on the box.
0: Okay, Greg, what is on the box this week? Well, uh, I'll talk between
1: two. Uh, you have got Goodwill Hunting from 1997, obviously, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. Really, really wonderful. Good film. Uh, that's on Saturday at 10 pm on Five Star. Uh, but this makes no sense. <laughs> what? At exactly oh. the same time on exactly the same channel, you got Rainman.
0: Oh. Roll the dice.
1: <laughs> yeah. At ten PM on a Saturday uh, on Five Star, you've either got Rainman or Goodwill Hunting, and because of the website we use, we can't tell which it is. Both great films. <laughs> See what you get.
0: <laughs> yeah boy, amazing. <laughs> okay, well, other honorable mentions: uh, Saturday, uh, ITV ten fifty, Jaws. Why the hell yeah. not? Would you watch Jaws? I'm sure you've got um, it all. Another really, re- yeah. Well, who cares? Uh, another really, really great one. Sunday, uh, ten o'clock on BBC Two is the Margot Robbie film Itonia. Have you, have you seen Itonia? No, but um, it's the Tonya yeah. Tonya Harding one. Okay. It's really, really good. Uh, one for Elliot, uh, your brother. Yeah. Monday. 11, uh, 11.05 film four Blades of Glory. Yeah. He bloody loves it. But for me, I'm going for one which is um a little bit out there, but it's uh, it's, it's great, really, really intense. If you've not seen it, I think I think you should watch it. Okay. Nine o'clock on channel four on Saturday is First Man. So this is the Ryan Gosling Neil Armstrong film. Oh, okay, um, cool. It's great. So it's it's directed by uh is it Damien Cazal, do you mean Who did Whiplash? He did La La Land, and then this was this is his third big film. Um, it's great. It's not. It's not like an easy watch, and it's not. It's not like. Uh, it's 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 hard, it's weird. It's, it's like it's hard to say. It's not. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> I didn't yeah. walk out going. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, but I walked out going. That was a great film. <laughs> do you cool. know what I mean? So it's really really well made. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh I,
1: watch it. I can confirm uh, that through research whilst you were speaking about your <laughs> choice I you were week, listening. We're listening. Uh, I can confirm that it's Rain Man that it's on that's on, on Saturday night ten o'clock. I don't know when good Goodwill hunting is. Um if you've got one of them fancy remotes, uh, press the voice button and say into it Goodwill hunting and see when it comes up. Good. Will.
0: Will. <laughs> Okay, good, good, work, good. Do work. you know where uh, you know the famous Robin Williams scene in that in that film where he's talking about his wife and her quirks? Yes, this is a particular quirk that his wife has. Yes, um, when that was all improvised, and uh, when he came out with it, you can actually see it it's still in the film. The camera shakes because the uh, the camera operator was just laughing. Oh, really? Because it completely improvised. So a lovely, lovely little Robin Williams nuance and story. God there. love him. Great. What a guy. God. So, Greg, what's coming up for you this week? Ooh, well,
1: counting down the hours, I reckon in around about <laughs> nine hours. No, ten. No, or I'm so. second ten
0: hours. What are we? Twenty to eleven. Ten. Yeah,
1: about ten hours. Ten I'd hours. Say. Ten hours. I will probably be with you. Uh, yes. Yes. You'll make me a coffee. I'll have it in your garden. <sighs> and uh yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, the kids, the kids are on the trampoline. Yeah. I can see them now. Yeah, and, uh, We're there. Eleven degrees. I'm, I'm picturing. I'm picturing an eleven degrees uh, temperature out there. We've got coats, but they're, they're slightly unzipped. <laughs> <laughs> if they keep bouncing, co- they're co- going to be
1: a cup of beans in hand. Yeah. <laughs> cup of beans with with <laughs> a, a cup with of beans with a sausage in it. It's like a savory like night
0: I think <laughs> the single single the funniest party line there is. Yeah. Savory night in there. a cup of beers, man. Amazing. Oh, um, be yeah, so uh, I'm
1: seeing you tomorrow and I for one cannot wait.
0: Uh, I cannot bloody wait.
1: Yes. What else we got? Um <sighs> nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> I'll, I'll tell you what's happening this weekend all the clubs start huh. so my life every weekend now is going to be oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday night swimming Saturday morning football <sighs> Saturday lunchtime ballet Sunday afternoon swimming again so yeah, the football thing I wasn't really fussed about, but a load of his mates were going, and it's dead like. It's not like it's just at the football ground behind us here, mm. and, and they just piss about and play games
0: like no, right, and, right. running, picking up cones and stuff like that, and it's just, it's just. Yeah, we used to take we used to take Ben to one Diddy Kicks. Mm. It's called, oh. um, and uh, yeah, it was just carnage, yeah. <laughs> absolute carnage yeah. on a Saturday morning, mm. and we we. About six months in, we were like, Yeah, f- this. Yeah. <laughs> um, we to be fair, I love it because it's like
1: it's the most socializing I get to do. Because all, all, yeah. all the parents yeah, yeah. that were just sort of stood at the mm-hmm. side, not watching our kids, but um, you know, me and my mate Bart were like putting the world to rights last Saturday and uh, mm-hmm. we rebuilt the whole education system just in the space of that hour. Nice. Last, uh, okay. yeah, so uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's my weekend. <laughs> What's your weekend got in store after
0: seeing what are we doing? We're, we're um, we're gonna p- potentially go to Nosley Safari Park, potentially ah, nice. on uh Friday. Cool. We've got some other friends. You have a- whoa, Jamie. you have other friends. Whoa, oh, sorry. sorry, whoa.
2: Sorry.
0: Yeah, we think Beth and Jamie potentially uh Saturday in the garden. Yep. And then we're gonna head over to onto the Wirral and see old Joan. Old uh old Joan uh on the beach in, over in Hoy Lake <laughs> uh on Sunday for a little picnic. And uh oh, and then Ben's back in school next week. So I've got one more week of paternity. Yeah, man. And uh yeah, Oh, it's nearly over. More, probably probably a bit more chill that final yeah. week, to be honest. So yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's it. Password that's this week, Greg. Let's, let's go. Let's go for something completely
1: oh. random. Let's go for um... Shuttlecock Jenga I was going to go for Shuttlecock but you can have Jenga
0: I just Okay well let's let's have one of your favourite garden games Featured featured in the game badminton this week (laughs) our
1: password is Shuttlecock and that uh, we just used that just so I could say cock
0: (laughs) Oh Uh, dear Right (sighs) Right, see you in a, Hopefully a bit. Hopefully, I'll <laughs> see I, in a few best hours. sober
1: up before I have to drive to Goldman. Um, Jesus
0: yeah, Christ! Uh, right, cool. well, um I probably won't edit any of this before you get here tomorrow. So uh, that's yeah. absolutely fine. So if if you could go quite early, so I can finish it, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, gonna, that's fine. That's fine. So if, uh, uh, I've said to Max, I'm going to download everything on my computer, and then when when we go to the hospital. I'm not going to allow it in, so I'm just going to sit in the yeah, car and edit yeah. the podcast. Don't worry. It'll get to about lunchtime, and then
1: uh, we'll say what we'll say what everybody says. Um, you know, well, well, we better make a move. Anyway, see you in the morning. Love you, bye. See you,
0: bye.